I'm Zack Snyder. And I'm Aiden Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for anything and everything related to, that's right, YouTube. Whoa. We're back. <laughs> We're always back. We're always back. I think we say that every single time. <laughs> every episode of another YouTube podcast is the comeback episode. It's because the comeback it's been a while. episode. Well, Which is weird it's, because we're actually on time this time. We're so there's on no time. reason to say we're back. <laughs> we're on time because last episode was two because we, we recorded the last episode two weeks ago. Right, right. But it came out two weeks late, but this episode is going to come out on the right date, hopefully. Uh, it will. So you it say will. that. It, it'll be out. Yeah, it'll be out this <laughs> Sunday. But I said that last time, didn't I? Right, yeah. Boy, exactly. Oh boy. That's my point. Boy, oh boy, remember that consistency episode? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Feels like a distant memory now. So long ago. <laughs> For real. But uh, w- what are we going to talk about Christmas, uh, Santa Claus, Zach? Uh, oh, we, well, you know, you know, it's that time of the year where we gather around and we talk about the birth of Jesus mm-hmm. while everybody forgets about the birth of Jesus because, you know, people are selfish and they ask right. for Christmas gifts. And right, commercialism, my boy. Commercialism, okay. that's what it yeah. is. So, if you too are a heathen and care more about gifts than the birth of Jesus, mm-hmm. um, or if it's already Christmas time is over and you are a heathen and you've got a bunch of money to spend on stuff for your YouTube channel, this is the right. perfect, perfect place to learn about the, uh, the startup equipment for, uh, for your YouTube channel. Right, Christmas is a very selfish, greedy time, and uh, we're going to take full advantage of it in today's episode. Full advantage of commercialism. We're going to take full advantage of commercialism and talk about um, some YouTube equipment that you should uh, either get or look at or potentially have so that your channel next year will be even better. So if you wanted us to talk about equipment, what to get for your channel, what products you should be looking at, we're going to talk about it here and do it in the most capitalist, uh, rich white guy way possible. <laughs> and just to make sure that it's the most capitalistic way as possible, mm-hmm. all of the uh, the things we're going to be talking about is going to be in the description box below with Amazon affiliate links. Hey. So, you're trying to make money off of it, um, I see. You know, you know, it's 2017 going on 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm broke. <laughs> all right. <laughs> And, uh, so you're going to make money off of other people wanting to spend money. Is that, is that what this is? I mean, is that not American capitalists? <laughs> at its finest. At its finest. <laughs> there you go. So Fair enough. You got me. Tis the season to be jolly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, there is the possibility that maybe the person listening to this podcast is the gift giver who knows a YouTuber in their life and they don't know what to get them. That's also so, true. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's going to be that selfless angel out there who's listening to this wanting some uh, good advice. So we'll help yeah. out those people as well. <laughs> that would be good too. Exactly. But for the rest of you greedy fucks, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, I want a new HD webcam for Christmas. <laughs> you better pay up. <laughs> Big boy. Oh, man. this is? <laughs> but before we before we get into that topics, we've got to talk mm-hmm. about our week on YouTube. Yeah, <clears throat> trademark, <laughs> trademark. <laughs> I like how you had to cough in there, like you had to uh, 
got to be sure that you could get it out correctly. It's got to be properly done. So you can start this week. The, uh, the generous self I am. Ooh. You know, tis the season. Let's, uh... Alrighty. So uh, <laughs> this week, for um, anyone who didn't know, was my finals week, which means this was the last week of college before I had to go back and do the next semester in January. This was the end of the semester. I was feeling all good. Mm. I had uh, three finals in particular, two on Tuesday and one on Wednesday. I had nothing to do on Monday. So I figured, hey, this is going to be the week. We're going to finally get productive. We're going to do stuff. I have mm-hmm. nothing holding me back now. Mm-hmm. Um, after finals are over, I'm just going to kick it into high gear. And it started out that way. Um, Monday, released two new questions on the couch. It was very groggy. I was very tired during it, but I... Uh, that's typically how I like filming those anyway, so it worked out. Um, Tuesday, enough. I threw out a stream that I did on Twitch about Kirby, Nightmare, and Dreamland. I did something weird with that one, though. Usually what I like to do is download them directly from Twitch and then upload them later after I run it through my editing software, render it, make it all nice and pretty. Yeah. But I figured out when I was looking through uh, Twitch that you can just straight up export them to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's really a little nice. button that just says export. And I'm like, oh, well, that would save me a lot of time. <laughs> um, so I did that. I can't tell if the quality is worse or better than what I usually do. Um, right. Partially because I haven't streamed Kirby before. Partially because the layout looked weird. All this sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I got that up on Tuesday. It was still feeling really good. I still had a couple of uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun episodes that I could put over the next three days. Didn't do it. Don't know why. Uh, <laughs> partially because I was lazy, partially because I was finishing finals and signing up for classes next semester, which hopefully will be the final semester. More on that later, I guess. Um, yeah. And then mm. after a whole week of nothing, essentially, Friday rolls around, and I get into a mood where I'm like, hey, I want to do a Top Games of 2017 video. Don't really know why. I just sort of got the inspiration to do it. It was mm-hmm. that time of the year. I'm like, yeah, let's just go ahead and make a fun little top seven uh, with the new Blue Catch production setup. So it wasn't a voiceover top ten like I usually do. It was just one that I was on camera that had a mix of gameplay and stuff and involved the new set. So I thought it would have been a lot of fun. Um, turns out I did not play ten new games in 2017. And <laughs> I had to uh, narrow it down to seven. But uh, the results of that video uh, were pretty fun to make. I liked making it. It was a lot of fun talking over it. Had a couple of goofs in there. A couple of parts that I messed up. Yeah, stuff like that. And as of recording this podcast, the video has just uh, been up for only an hour. So it just sort of went up this afternoon. And we'll have to wait and see how it does. But yeah, that was was my week on YouTube. Um, Started great. Ended great. Middle of nothing. <laughs> nice. Well, you had some stuff done, though. Yeah. Now that I think about it, though, actually, there is one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know if I mentioned it before on this podcast, but Blue Catch Productions has merch. It has shirts and mugs and all sorts of stuff via a site called Tee Public, which Zach introduced me to, and all that sort of fun stuff. And recently, for whatever reason... A dumb shirt called Roblox Couch Productions, <laughs> which is literally my face on a couch with the photoshopped uh, Roblox face on top of it. Mm-hmm. Which it's is like wonderful. The text Roblox. Yes, very 
very photoshoppy, very kind of meme very fun, good time. It was a shirt that I randomly put up on my store, not expecting it to sell well. And if it did, I expected just a couple of fans to buy it. So <laughs> the past couple weeks, and this week especially, this shirt, for whatever reason, is just selling. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know who. It's not any of my fans. It's not a relative or a family member. But for whatever reason, um, someone has bought five kid hoodies of my Roblox Couch Productions <laughs> design. And not all at once. Originally, it was just one hoodie. And then it was two. And then they bought two more. So now we're up to four. And then a day later, it's five. So three of them have been sold in this past week. And I'm just like, this isn't a meme anymore. This is some poor mother out there who searched up Roblox in the T Public search engine, which when you do that, believe it or not, uh, my shirt is actually the second thing to pop up. So that's, that's pretty good. Beautiful. And she thought, hmm, this is official Roblox merchandise. My kids would love this and bought like five of them. Maybe she just has six kids. I don't know what the deal <laughs> Yo, is with that. I, got, I, I feel that. Maybe it's a Christmas present for all of them. They're probably going to be disappointed, but hey, your boy made $2 <laughs> off of each of those sales, and uh, yeah, I think in total, I've made about $20 this month, specifically off of merch sales. Keep in mind, none of them have been bought by fans. All my merch sales have come from absolute strangers, so That's it was weird seeing- It's finest, though. Yeah. It really It is. was just weird <laughs> seeing that develop oh, without I'm me sure. doing anything. <laughs> without me like putting work in it, it felt kind of unjust and really like i don't deserve any of this at all but i'll take it i'll take it <laughs> yeah great. that was my week on youtube nice uh, yeah had a little bit more to talk about than i thought so some goose go. and gas man uh mine was also pretty interesting last time i talked about I'll December is the time where you should be putting out a lot of content because it's where people's watching a lot of videos and stuff. That's true. And then your boy realized if I put too much time into December, I'm not going to be able to get ahead in January. Like I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And then I also realized I need to watch like four star Wars movies to get all this done in a really short pound of time. I don't feel like it. <laughs> and I, I just didn't want to rush through a whole lot of that. And I also have like other big plans that I'm trying to get ready for in 2017. And it's just a, it's just a bunch of different things that are kind of transpiring right now. Plus it's the end of the semester. I'm, and I'm working a lot and there's a lot of different things that I'm trying to get situated with college stuff. Mm -hmm. So, Long story short, did not get as much done as I wanted to this past week. However, um, what I have did, what I did do was um, in terms of my gaming channel, I basically decided to live stream more mm -hmm. and not do as much Let's Play stuff. And um, it, I had a very interesting live stream recently. Hmm. Um, basically, so the last week I've live streamed almost every single day. I think I got like eight live streams in the last almost week and a half. Pretty good. Which is pretty, pretty good. Pretty strong. Um, and, uh, Breath of the Wild DLC came out, live streamed that, got like 130 views off of that live stream. Pretty good. 
<laughs> got a couple of viewers from it. Got a couple new subscribers, all that kind of stuff from it. Um, the the biggest thing was a little game called Doki Doki Literature Club has been really popular <laughs> lately. And uh, I have no idea why. <laughs> you you still haven't quite seen even looked a whole at lot it. Of it. Okay, good. Even looked at it. I I would be intrigued in seeing you play it. Um, as will some of your viewers because they've been wa- they watched me play it as well. <laughs> I watched you stream a tiny bit of it, but it from what it looked like just looked like an average typical dating sim. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. long story short, it's not, and there's a big fan base around right, it now. I'm sure. <laughs> um, but day one, so so okay, mind you, best friend Damien's been like, you should be streaming this, you should be playing this. Oh, like two months ago, right when it got started to get popular. I was like, okay, I'll get around to it. I hope to play it at some point. Um, finally play it. Literally him and James are the only two people that are there tuned in on the live stream. The first one. So I'm playing this game for two hours. I get like these two main viewers. That's it. Day later, I play it again. Same thing. Just these two people. I think you came in at one point at one, you know, at somewhere. Yeah. A couple of other people came in just here and there. But it's, it wasn't like anything big. Mm-hmm. Day three, right? I decide, okay, I'm going to finish this game tonight. Somewhere, somehow, I start picking up more viewers in this game. I think it was the time difference or something. Mind you, I streamed for nine hours. Yeah. First off. Mm-hmm. I gained 20 subscribers from this stream. Long story short. Yeah. <laughs> and it was absolutely crazy. crazy. I think I ended up with like a 200 view stream by the end of it. And then it, those views doubled after it, the archive had already been up and I gained more subscribers from it. It was, it was insane. I think it just goes to show, um, and not just that stream, but the other streams I've been doing lately, I've been getting more subscribers from it. I've been getting more viewers from it. Um, which is cool and interesting how uh, live streams are getting more views than traditional Let's Plays. And I think it's just because people are able to find them mm-hmm. a little bit easier. Um, and they like that interactivity that comes with them. Right. Um, so I think like what, what I've kind of figured out here is when it comes to gaming channels... Um, it really comes down to what game you're playing. Pretty because big. That, I mean, that's really the one of the biggest parts of it. It's what game you're playing. And then the time time you're playing during the day does matter if you're live streaming it. But I think just live streaming in general is going to get you a leg up if you're if you're a younger channel or if you're just trying to get, you know, gain a following in general. It looks like that's the case. I mean, like, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And, you know, you know me. Part of the reason Blue Catch Productions is even like a thing is just simply because I live stream Pokemon in the early days. Mm. I got a viewer base through that. And it's through that viewer base that I actually started to make videos. So Blue Catch Productions was weird in the sense that, like, yes, it started out as a channel, quote unquote, but it never mm. really went that way until I started live streaming on YouTube gained an audience and it was like okay now i can actually make the videos you know right and um when i hear you talk about that i'm like 
yeah, I've had those similar stories before <laughs> where you play, in my case, Pokemon for eight to ten hours, right? Mm. And a lot of that is just dull space. You don't get a lot of time. And sometimes, you know, you don't even get an amazing day. But every once in a while, if you keep doing it for long periods of time, eventually there's just going to be that day where it all explodes. And yeah. I've had similar days like that where you gain 20 subscribers, where you get 100 views. And you don't know when and you don't know how, whether it's yeah. through a raid whether it's through someone shouting you out, whatever. Yeah, um, I also got a raid. Yeah, that was interesting. When it happens, it's a, it's amazing. And I've seen that firsthand. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's the reason Blue Couch Productions is a thing now is because I've experienced that firsthand. And it's part of the reason why I absolutely uh, do convince a lot of you guys to do live streaming is because I have firsthand seen the effects of it. It does work, and it is incredible, especially... Uh, if you're just someone starting out. For me, it's a lot easier to watch a new live stream than it just is to watch a new Let's Play. I don't know how much of that has to do with interactivity. I don't know how much of it has to do with there's less streams than there are Let's Plays, or maybe the games that get covered, or perhaps my personal viewing preferences as well. But apparently I'm not the only person, because so many people, I feel, are getting discovered every day through live streams. And it just isn't happening as much with Let's Plays. And right. it's sad, and it's something that we've noted for a long time now. And, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised at all that your method got results like that. Uh, I really am. Ain't. Uh, that's just something that just comes with the territory of streaming, and it's yeah. absolutely wonderful when it happens. So, like, on one hand, it is kind of sad because, you know, you, you edit Let's Plays. You don't edit live streams. You put yep. more work into Let's Plays, <laughs> theoretically, mm -hmm. theoretically, because I do think there is something to say with the stamina it takes to stream for nine hours and to keep, you know, keep consistently with the chat when it's going crazy and still try to finish a game. Um, that does definitely take a lot of work, but, you know, there it does sometimes take more, you know, more hours to get through a Let's Play. And so it's, it's very interesting very yep. interesting. So I, I guess, like, I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why I come in 2018, I'm taking this whole uh, different approach with the gaming stuff, just because I don't have the time to let's play everything I want to play and make better videos on Zack Snyder Productions. Um, I'm, I'm doing the, the streaming first method, and I'm going to see how that changes the channel and what it does um i guess you guys will hear about it along the way right yeah i think overall it's going to be a positive change i think you're just yeah. going to have a lot more free time you're going to have the opportunity to play more new games and i think you're going to be able right. to grow through that the part that's really interesting to me is that yes you're going to be streaming and yes you're going to get a lot of subs to it but how many of those people can you get over to Zack Snyder Productions and how many of them are right. just going to stay for the streams? Because for me, it's a bit different. Too. It's a bit different for me because I have it all <laughs> in the one channel, right? right? So if you sub, then you get the highly produced stuff and the live streams and the Let's Plays and everything like that. For you, spread across two channels. And keep in mind, he only has one Twitch, right? There's not two, two Twitches. There really isn't right. a need for one. No, uh, I'm interested to see how many people migrate over to your more heavily edited stuff as a result. Same. Of that's that's what I want to figure out. 
I was able to, during the stream, uh, mention that I had the other channel for whatever reason. It was a couple of reasons, I think. Mm-hmm. Somebody mentioned net neutrality, so I shared my video about that. And then something else. But I, I did gain a few subs from that night on there, too. So, yeah. So I'm hoping that I can kind of, you know, push people over there as well every once in a while. It's not going to be like my main driving force because I do. I would like to, you know, grow both channels. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Oh, no. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely not. Because if you want to grow both. Right. They're there (laughs) for different purposes. Exactly. And that's why I'm not too concerned about the conversion rate. Um, but I am curious about it. Like that that's gonna be something that we will kind of see transpire over the next few months. I just think the crossover would be really cool if it does, if it does happen. Oh I mean, yeah, me too. Over there. What me new too. relationships can come from it too? Uh, right. Entering the scene as a whole and potentially uh, new people in our Discord and in our community as a whole if it goes over really well. <laughs> and it's one of the reasons why, like, I've talked to, I've talked to you about it. I've talked to Jay about it. But I've talked to other people about, like, it's like, well, Zach, why do you do the gaming channel? Right? It's <laughs> like, if you really want to do this higher produced stuff, which obviously I do, why am I wasting my time doing the gaming stuff? And I, I really, I really just see it as, like, overall leverage, because it's mm-hmm. like, not only has this channel just been around that long. <laughs> That's true. But it's, you know, new people come onto this channel. They watch the podcast or they 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 watch the higher produced reviews and the movie stuff and all that kind of stuff. Like some people, and it's, it's the same for me. There's a channel of somebody, like some personality that I really enjoy. And I realize that they spend so much time working on this content that they're doing and I'd like more content from them, mm-hmm. you know? And so when a channel has a second channel that I can go check out, like that's cool. That's all, that's always been really cool to me. And so that's, that's the reason I keep the gaming stuff at this point. It's like, if it grows through streaming, that's great. And I expected to do that. I expected mm-hmm. to possibly even go through some other gaming related stuff that I'm going to do over there. But more more likely than anything, it's it's going to be there because people that like the stuff on this channel might like it over there as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why that's why it's a good it's a good reason to have like if you want to do multiple things instead of just splitting up your audience, which is on the one channel, which is what I used to do, just kind of make it have a confusing audience overall. Now I've kind of have, you know, people can subscribe for what they want. Exactly. It's an interesting approach, mm-hmm. uh, to say the least. It's a bit weird in your case, and that usually the higher produced channel comes first, and the Let's Play Gaming one is like sort of the second one, because mm-hmm. you need more time to do the highly produced stuff. Right. But it's a bit weird in your case, because it's the exact opposite, where it's like, the let's plays were first and then the highly produced stuff. And now you're marketing the gaming one as the second channel, even though it technically came first. It's, it's a bit weird, but it's the same idea and overall approach. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't wait to see where it leads. Oh, Sam. Absolutely. I know we're spending, we're spending too much time on this, but I did want to say it's another thing. I kind of heard this uh, from Gary V not too long ago. And Mm -hmm. uh, also from Roberto Blake, you know, a lot of people they'll, they'll uh they'll have like 
too much going on. They'll try to do too many things. They'll try to start three channels from the very beginning or something like that and then not really gain an audience anywhere. I think even though the channel was so small, I did start with Subijin Games and the gaming stuff, but then I tried the new stuff over there, found out whether or not there would be an audience for it, which there was. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. And then moved it over. So it was it was because I already had like somewhat of like an, a small established community. I was able to figure out whether or not anybody would be interested in the other stuff that I wanted to do. And then that overall, like long term, that gave me the opportunity to basically have both going on. Uh, the experimentation sense. definitely helped. I feel right. You had to get to the point where you had to try a lot of these things out. And really, it made no sense to just try all your weird stuff on one channel, uh, on two channels, rather, because right. what if people don't watch it? You know, what if people don't go to your new channel just for your experimental stuff? So sometimes you have to take your main popular channel, test out new ideas. And hey, if those ideas become popular enough, we'll do like TV or movies and make a spinoff, right? Exactly. If, mm -hmm. if people like Jar Jar so much from the Phantom Menace, get a little Jar Jar cartoon show running, whatever, you know? Yo, is that Dumb a thing? Dumb example. <laughs> no. I, oh, I wish. I but, wish. <laughs> yeah. It'd be the perfect kind of cringe material for, like, any YouTuber viewer to, like, look back on and be like, this was the 2000s, guys. Remember Jar Jar the Animated Series? I sure... <laughs> Yo, I wish. George Lucas probably heard that. I was like, ooh. I, I like that. George, like for first off, if George Lucas is listening to the podcast, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> make that happen. <laughs> I don't even care if you. I don't even care if you share my podcast anymore. I just need you. No, I do. But <laughs> when also, he says Jar Jar is the key, he meant the animated series. <laughs> Jar Jar is the key. That's what he meant. That's when we get Darth Darth Binks. <laughs> you know, now that I brought it up. I know technically he sold all that stuff to Disney, but what if he sold every Star Wars related thing but insisted on keeping Jar Jar? Like that's the one bit of piece Lucas still owns. He 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 dropped everything to Disney, but Jar Jar he gets to keep. Like Yo, that, that was the deal. <laughs> I would. As the guy that says Superman sixty four is the best game ever, like I would do that just mm -hmm. like It sounds like a Zach everybody. Movie. Right? Like, it, it's it's pretty pretty solid. Pretty kexty. <laughs> pretty pretty kexty, as the kids say these days. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Anyway, <laughs> didn't mean to ramble there, but a lot uh, of Star Wars stuff happening today. So, but anyways, cross it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Anyways, um, that that was my week on YouTube. A lot of random stuff, but mm -hmm. a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Trying to get trying to get ready for 2018, and it's just. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I've been doing that already, fam. I've already, yeah. already been doing 2018 stuff. You're probably ahead of me. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But Not much. it's all good. It's all good. Anyways, all good. Uh, but let's let's get right into the main topic. It's Christmas mm -hmm. time. You're uh, asking Santa for a new microphone. What microphone should you get? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're going to talk right. YouTube 2017 Christmas wish list with uh, exactly. Santa's hack and... Uh, Big nose elf Aiden over here. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna help you out. Christmas yeah. came early, or if you're celebrating Hanukkah, that's already going on. As this podcast is a is a thing. Mm -hmm. So Hanukkah or Kwanzaa? We or don't discriminate. Kwan I, I don't think Kwanzaa is Kwanzaa happening right now. I don't know. I don't know I don't enough know. about the holiday. But 
even if you don't celebrate Christmas and you need to know what equipment you should get, that's what we're here for. Kwanzaa has not started yet. Okay. <laughs> it's December 26th to January 1st. Ah. So we, you still got a little bit of the way for your, for your Kwanzaa. For your Kwanzaa, I guess. Yeah. yeah. We're there for you, I guess. <laughs> then what are we going to start with? What are, what's um, the first category? We're going to break this so up into categories. I wanted to say as a brief bonus, in case you're like me, mm-hmm. that's broke and doesn't ever ask anything for Christmas because if you do... You're just going to be looked at like you're stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, the f- like We've said it before, and so I wanted to say it again. If you don't know what equipment you need, like you can start off with your phone. Mm-hmm. That's all you need <laughs> in, 20, in 2018, because we're going to be talking about 2018. As long as your phone can record HD, 1080p HD, um, you can edit everything on your phone. You can uh, you can do podcasts on your phone. You can do vlogs on your phone. You can record mobile games on your phone. Um, long story short, if you got a phone, you can probably do whatever you need to to start a YouTube channel. Exactly. And this episode's kind of hypocritical in a sense that we've talked uh, for the past couple of episodes, if you're a fan of this podcast, um, just how much equipment doesn't really matter, you know? So long mm. as you have something, you can go out and start making videos with the hopeful intent to improve exactly Um, but that being said you know some people definitely do care about equipment some people definitely want to know how do i get better how do i improve maybe i want to step my game up a little bit from the phone maybe i want to stand out in a brand new unique way we'll be helping out those people and for those who just use youtube as an excuse to uh buy buy equipment well this is a great episode for you oh fair enough yeah use the links in the description box below (laughs) <laughs> um you can buy all of them i don't care <laughs> mm-hmm. i feel like we get like that sometimes though like part yeah, of us is like i want to be i want to be very useful you know i want to make sure that each piece of equipment i have has a purpose and a reason and i'm gonna get a ton of shit out of it but then sometimes you buy a green screen and use it for a couple of videos and then it just sits blocking uh your shades mm-hmm. from light coming in. You know, just a mm-hmm. hypothetical example. I'm no, not throwing, I get that. Throwing get that one that. out. <laughs> Yo, I'm, about, I'm about to use the green screen more. Mm-hmm. Got some ideas for it, so I'm excited. I've had there it for two and a half years, and I haven't done anything with it. Yeah. I've done one video with it that I'm about to redo in 2018. So, Mine literally <sighs> blocks light coming in from my window. I'm like, it's too bright in here. Let me use my green screen as a... <laughs> That's a block for light. That's a great idea. Shit. I might actually have to do that as well. Because uh, <laughs> it's, it's been too bright. Um, Let's start off with what I arguably would say is the most important uh, part of any YouTube video, and that's the audio. The mm-hmm. audio is bad. Everybody's going to tune out. It doesn't matter. Exactly. My opinion. As you've learned firsthand from these podcasts. <laughs> Yeah, if you've ever if you've ever turned out from an audio because you heard too many things in the background or whatever it may right. have been, mm-hmm. hypothetical, of course. Yeah, yeah, and you understand how important audio is. Sure, so. audio is very important. So we're going to be talking microphones, and uh, I believe what I actually want to start out with is probably uh, not what you're thinking. Um, I'm going to start off actually with a cell phone microphone. Because mm. you were talking earlier, hey, cell phones, whatever, you can use your phone and everything. 
typically a big problem with phones is the microphone on it can be kind of shitty and the mm. fact that it's usually placed near the bottom so if you're holding your phone horizontal which you should be um of course don't film vertical on your phone that's just a pro tip in general anyway <laughs> typically if you're holding it horizontal the mic is on the on the part where your hand might be covering it up so it can be hard to get a bit of audio and then sometimes if you film outside, you all know what this is like. When you go outside with your phone, you try to film something, you listen to it, and it's just nothing but wind muffle noises that just all sound like this. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, pretty much. Great video I made there. So getting a um, cell phone microphone is actually pretty helpful. There's a bunch of different ones from a bunch of different brands. Um, one that I have bought in particular is one by Miracle Sound. And basically, it's a lavalier mic. So what you do is when you get the microphone, you clip it onto your shirt, uh, plug it into your phone, and then you can use like any sort of uh, podcasting app or recording app to get the audio and nice. record it. And then you just have a little microphone that you talk into, and typically that can get you pretty good audio. Um, I'm trying to find the exact specific one i don't know why i said pacific uh but it's, it's a miracle sound brand one the one thing i do need to say about it as far as a fly is concerned uh don't try filming this in a car don't try filming it if you're running around um it does its best work when there's not a whole lot of background noise in it and when you can just kind of sit in one place okay. which is why my use for it has been for uh, anchor podcasts because i can just sit on my couch or casually walk around film it and be done and the audio that you get from it is leagues better than anything on your phone. So that's why I recommend it as a whole um, as far as just cell phone microphones. But there are just a bunch of lavaliers in general. Okay, here it is. It's called Ultimate Lavalier Microphone for Bloggers and Vloggers Lapel Mic Clip-On Omnidirectional Condenser for iPhone, <laughs> iPad, Samsung, Android, Windows, Smartphones. And it is how much? Uh, ten ninety nine with free shipping. Not bad. And it's the Amazon Choice one, so that's the reason uh, I picked it, as far as that's concerned. Uh, by Miracle Sound, like I mentioned before, um, it comes with a little guard over the mic, um, so you don't have to deal with as much of that crazy wind sound as much nice. as you normally would, uh, which is pretty cool. And it's rated 4.3 out of 5 stars, most of them being 5-star ratings, and then second after that's 1-star ratings, because, like... That's typically how Amazon reviews go. You either have a bunch of five stars and then usually a bunch of one stars because people are unrealistic in general. Um, fair, fair. But that's just that's just one I recommend. It's real cheap. You can use it for practically everything. Um, just be sure that you sit down when you use it. It has one of those 3.5 millimeter jacks, so it's easy to go into almost everything. And it comes in a cute little uh, bag as well as a little uh, zip-on bag that you can just carry with you, and it's it's real nice. So, nice. By the way, <laughs> I feel like I should mention this. We're not sponsored by any of these brands to recommend them. No. I wish that were the case. If, if I, that were true, we'd be making a lot of money right now, but these are, just what, these are just what we've picked and what we've used in personal experience. This is not the best or anything like that, but uh, what we use and what we enjoy using. Right, 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 right. Again, we do have the Amazon affiliate links for these things like that's but that's as far as it goes exactly in terms of <laughs> making money in any possible way mm -hmm. um but aiden will send me those links as well and that will be in the description sure 
Sure, I have no problem doing that whatsoever. But yeah, that's my first recommendation, the Miracle Sound Lavalier mic. Uh, use this if you want to have a phone and record audio with you and want it to sound slightly better than your cell phone mic. Sweet. But what about you? What's what's a, what's a recommendation for you as far as microphones? As far as microphones go, I have two specific microphone recommendations. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I, I have a couple. So I have the, the cheaper one, and then... I've got the one that I had for two years or th- almost four years that went really well. So we'll just, I'll just start with the cheaper one first. Okay. So if you've heard, if you've seen anything about equipment before, you've probably heard of both the blue Yeti and the blue snowball. Mm-hmm. These are two very popular starter YouTube um, mics, which I agree with hundred percent. Same. The blue small ball, it snowball is like $50. It's a little bit cheaper than the blue Yeti. Um, the audio is not nearly as great as the blue Yeti. However, it's definitely a good entry mic and I don't have any problem with ever using it. The reason I like the snowball in particular is the Yeti picks up sound from all sides, um, which can be good, but it leads to a lot of uh, background noise in particular. The cool yeah. thing about the snowball is that because it's a lot cheaper, it only picks up sound from directly in front of you, which means for better or for worse, there's a lot less chance for you to fuck it up. It's also a lot more durable in general. Um, I've had the the Yetis break several times. Um, mm-hmm. From my knowledge, no one who's ever bought a snowball typically breaks them, and that's partially because of the round shape and uh, the little cute stand it comes with and... Zach is right. It currently goes for $50 if you're getting it from Amazon. But I bet even if you're getting them used, uh, you can probably get them for cheaper. There's even bundles with like headphones and pop filters and stuff and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the next mic is the Blue Yeti, which I had for three and a half years. And finally, uh, rest in peace, broke on me recently. Mm. Uh, a few yeah. months ago and it, it only it broke from like just wear and tear just general usage I used it constantly for, for three and a half years um, but if you have seen any of my older videos that's you know I'll try to leave something in for reference that's the audio quality you can kind of expect from it uh, it does really does really well in most general things the only re- only problems that I ever had with it was like Aiden said, you can kind of hear any background noise that kind of happens, um, which is kind of to expect with most mics. If you unplug it, you have to uh, <laughs> reconfigure it over again, or it sounds like ass, by the way. Really? No, I didn't know that. I just always had the, it has a mute button, which is really nice. And I always use the mute button. The mute button's helpful. When getting um, the opportunity. One thing I'd recommend as far as if you're getting the Yeti, um, it's $100 for one thing. Go ahead and mention that. But um, a lot of people do suffer with the fact that these Yetis typically break, either from extended use or maybe you drop it or you do like I did where I carried it around in a backpack uh, to school occasionally sometimes and, you know, wear and tear (laughs) and shit like that eventually caused my first one to broke uh, to break. But the way I've seen people get the most use out of their Yetis is they'll buy one of those microphone arms that they clip to their desk, unscrew Mm. their Yeti off of the stand that it comes with, and just use it on a microphone arm. The downside, obviously, is that you can't take the Yeti with you, but because it's in one place and it's hanging from a much sturdier stand, 
you get a lot more use out of it than say uh, the stand that it comes with, or if you try unscrewing it or stuff like that. The Yeti does come with the stand, and it does feel pretty solid. Um, but when it drops and falls, it doesn't exactly hold up entirely well, and the screws aren't amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Blue Yeti is pretty good for the most part. It has all these settings like cardioid, it has like gain settings, volume settings, a mute button. It picks up sound from all sides. Um, it might be worth looking into a pop filter for the Yeti. Definitely. Or a windscreen. Or a windscreen or something like that or because both, yeah. a lot of the a lot of the P sounds and uh, can kind of come through if you don't have a pop filter. Don't spend like a bunch of money on that. But yeah, the Yeti can typically go for 100 if you're getting it on Amazon. If you're getting it used, you can probably save a lot more money on it. And the cool right. thing is a lot of uh, third-party you know, microphone accessory manufacturers, because the Yeti has gotten so popular mm. among YouTubers, a lot of microphone accessories come to work with the Yeti now. So you're right. usually pretty safe buying microphone accessories because, hey, the Yeti's so popular. And what's nice is uh, the Blue Yeti is cheaper than it used to be because I got it for $250 two years, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, if you are a gamer, what's super interesting is you can get the Blue Yeti with, uh, take this, uh, you know, with a grain of salt, with Assassin's Creed Origins for $85. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's an entire $60 game, though, with a mic for cheaper mm-hmm. than 100 So that's nice. Uh, you can also get it with, you get a Blue Yeti with Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. For $99. And then what seems to be more intriguing to me is the Blue Yeti with um, a studio arm, which is like what we were talking about. That is actually pretty dope. I'd kind of like that. Uh, With Assassin's Creed, again, and it's $140. So that's a full-on game with a, a studio arm and the mic. Why do you think they include the mic? Do they expect, like... Oh, uh, we're going to give you this mic and stuff, and then you're going to think Assassin's Creed Origins is so awesome that you're going to use that new <laughs> mic to make a review of it or something like that? Like, I don't know. What's well, the strategy behind that, you think? It's called the Streamer Bundle, and my guess is Ubisoft got a partnership with with Yeti at some point uh, just to do that. I um, see. I also saw for Black Friday they were doing the same thing at GameStop, hmm. providing the game with the mic, which, I, I mean, hey, it's... It's a cheaper mic. Sure. Like technically, if you if you want to think of it as you're still buying a sixty dollar game, uh, you're getting a mic for twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. That's pretty solid as a whole. Mm-hmm. One thing I did want to mention about both the Snowball and the uh, Yeti is that these are USB mics. So the cord that they give you, uh, you use it and hook it up to your computer via USB. Which is fine and convenient and easy for a lot of people, but it is worth mentioning that a lot of the more professional end microphones are condenser mics, mm. and those will require uh, a little bit more money as well as audio setup. I'm not really a musician Some guy, but supposedly they sound better as well. So I don't they know. They do Take that sound better. Uh, what's <laughs> nice is even some of these condenser mics will have a USB input. Mm-hmm. So just make sure if you don't get any of the any, any of the ones that we mentioned, which are going to be all USB, um, yeah. just because I don't know a whole lot about condenser mics, particularly 
in, in, in the in the sense that I don't have a full audio setup yet because I don't have money to get a full audio setup yet. Exactly. Which should probably, you know, let you know, hey, we're fully functional creators. So, and we're doing, you know, what we're doing with what we have right now. So you don't need to go out and buy top of the line audio equipment to mm -hmm. start off. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I agree. wholeheartedly. Um, the last mic that I would recommend is the one that I'm using right now, which I am eventually going to get one of these for my own. I'm currently borrowing this one because my Blue Yeti died. Rest in peace. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but this is the Audio-Technica AT2020 USB Plus. Um, it's a cardioid condenser microphone. It's, I mean, you, you're hearing it now with a little bit of back-end editing with the audio, but it's it's pretty solid. I haven't had any problems with it. Uh, it does pick up audio from the background every, every so often. Mm -hmm. But overall, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it sounds good to me. I can't, yeah. I can't tell a whole lot of difference as far as that's concerned. Uh, this just, one... Go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, this one's going to cost you a little bit more than the Blue Yeti. It looks like it's 150 You can probably find one cheaper if you go on um, eBay or something. Mm -hmm. And then if you want the bundle, which includes the pop filter and a case, that's going to cost you 180 which still isn't bad. Not bad at all. Um, for mics, really, I mean, go with our suggestions as far as that's concerned. Uh, but typically, so long as you get like a trusted brand, so brands like Samson, brands like Blue, brands like Audio Technica, uh, Sony in some cases, you're not going to go. Even Logitech. Even Logitech, yeah. yeah. Uh, chances are you're not going to go wrong. The reason that we say Yeti here is because those seem to be the most tested. Those seem to be the ones that get a lot of coverage, mm. and those are really easy for those starting out. If you try some of these other mics, they might be a little harder to set up. You might have to do more work to get them going. Uh, but for starting out, those blue mics, or like I mentioned, the lavalier mic, are great for just plug in, play, go. Like, mm, you don't right. spend too much time. And hey, if you want to do audio editing, you can do it in Audacity for free anyway. So, exactly. Hey, there's there's and always that. Coming in 2018, by the way, I do plan on doing some uh, basic tutorials that get straight to the point because there's not a whole lot of those on <laughs> YouTube, unfortunately, um, in terms of audio editing the way that I do it and, uh, and video editing, all that kind of stuff. So um, if you get one of these mics and you're like, well, how do I do the audio editing? i got some stuff coming. Hopefully that'll help you out. Hmm. Um, before we move on to non-mic stuff, Suppose there is a person that's a gamer and they already own Turtle Beach headphones or something with a, um, a headset mic. Or suppose they're like, well, Zach, Aiden, you're, you're recommending these, you know, these mics. But what about a uh, what about a headset mic? That's actually interesting because why I don't have a ton of experience um, with that field. Mm -hmm. uh, my brother, Ethan actually does of, of worldwide meme fame and uh every time he streams obviously he can't use my microphone and recording setup like he does for his let's plays mm -hmm. um so when he streams he uses his uh razor headphones with the microphone attached to it um i forgot to mention too razor uh, actually makes a couple of really good microphones too the oh, yeah. siren series in particular really good shit 
But the benefit of that is uh, Razer also makes very good headphones as well. So typically, if you're buying a Razer headset, the mic that comes with it is typically um, pretty good for the most part. And uh, like I mentioned, you can hardly tell Ethan even has a different mic, uh, aside from the fact that like he gets it up close to his face and maybe he has to mute it occasionally. But headphone microphones can work very well. Um, the problem is a lot of headphone manufacturers focus more on the headphone and not the microphone, so the microphone sounds like ass. And you got to know when that's the case. Um, but if you're trying to get like a two-in-one combo or try to get a deal, the only thing I can recommend you to do is either get one of those Razer headsets or more simply just do your research and find find one that works. Yeah. Um, I started off with headset mics, which is why I mentioned this. Uh, I started off with a Logitech mic, like headset, like cheap $20 one. Obviously, $20 is not good for mm-hmm. a mic in any regards. Uh, so I got what I paid for it. And then I got an... Astro headset, which is the exact same headphones that I'm using now, and the mic for it wasn't terrible mm-hmm. for what I needed for it. However, it eventually just ended up sounding like ass at some point, <laughs> and so I just stopped using it uh, altogether and got a much better, um, you know, much better mic. But fair enough. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the? Uh the antlion mod mic before i haven't no so this one's interesting uh this company mm-hmm. uh, antlion or whatever has a microphone called the mod mic and it's basically like a headphone microphone but the cool thing about it is you can attach it to any pair of headphones and then use it as your mic so that's really interesting. cool that interesting it's is, about that, that is pretty cool it's about $45, and it attaches to any pair of headphones that you use, and then you can just simply use it as a headset mic. Pretty good quality for the most part, and if you got a great pair of headphones to sort of uh, use them with, not a bad decision all around. And don't worry, um, I've seen a lot of other YouTubers talk about how great this microphone is, so I'm not just facing this out of nowhere. Hmm. Um, but for $45, it's kind of worth trying out, I feel like. You get a cool case, a long-ass cord... And like I mentioned earlier, it's detachable, but hey, uh, that's just another option for people. Yeah, I kind of want to look into that, maybe do a review video on it or something, because that sounds interesting. I'll go ahead and give you the link, my good sir. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. that's that's about as many mics I could look up. There's many more lavalier mics that you want to get into. Yeah. Uh, you know, many more USB mics, condenser mics, professional shit. Or... You know, hell, people will buy microphones to go on top of, like, actual cameras and stuff like that. And that's mm. going into a whole other can of worms, really. But oh, yeah, absolutely. There's plenty of options is what I'm saying. <laughs> there are tons of options. So Cheap options, too. Overall, it's look at your budget. Figure out if anything that we have said kind of fits that budget and whether or not you want to get too super professional into it. If this isn't your first rodeo and you're looking to upgrade Maybe we mentioned something that intrigues you. If not, do your research. Mm -hmm. Let us know if there's anything you would like our opinion on. I can try to see, um, you know, we can try to see what we can do about that in terms of gathering opinions on stuff that we don't quite know yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end of the day, make sure you do your research. Exactly. Out of all the mics, uh, which one would you go with? This just sort of like your pick, the Zach pick, (laughs) I guess. Um, I think because I've spent the last few months with this Audio-Technica mic, I think that would be my go-to right now. 
Okay. Fair that's enough. The one I, that's the one I plan on buying soon. So if that, you know, that tells Fair you anything. Mine yeah. uh, definitely goes to the Yeti. It's the one I've had the most experience with. It's the one I'm using now. I know it the most out of any of them, partially because I've just spent the most time with it. Um, but, but there are a lot of options. Like I said, the ten lavalier, the ten dollar lavalier mic, uh, the fifty dollar snowball, the forty five dollar mod mic, uh, Zach's mic, which is a little bit over a hundred or so. Mm. Um, for me personally, there's no reason to go over two hundred <laughs> when purchasing a mic. I think that's kind of the limit, especially okay. if you're just starting out. Like, there's no reason to be spending $200 on a mic unless it's just, like, a free gift or something. Um, but my absolute recommendation is the is the Blue Yeti. All right. Good shit. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, uh, what do you think the next uh, logical step is? I think the next one would go into the realm of the web- webcam. Yeah, yeah. Can't talk today. We're going to go into the realm of the webcam, which... Is a thing that's mainly a thing with gaming YouTubers and live streamers and not so mm. much for anything outside of that. Although, there are a couple of vlog channels that I have seen run off of a webcam before, which is kind of surreal. You're like, yeah. oh my gosh, how are you doing this? Um, but people can be very crafty when you when given the right equipment. So, we're going to talk yeah. about webcams today. I think if anything, because, you know, it's 2017, we're moving into 2018, live streaming is such a big part, and as hard as it is to get a lot of cameras to go into a live streaming capabilities with your PC, I think a webcam is just something that's good to have. Sure. At the very Mm -hmm. least, you can use it for things like Skype, Google Hangout, uh, you know, Discord, things like that, and then, hey, if you're a YouTuber, go ahead and start using it in a couple of videos. There are a couple of flaws with webcams that we're going to get into, and obviously they're not going to be better than your $700, you know, actual cameras with rigs and lenses and shit like that. Right. But they are cheap, and you get a lot of value out of them. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the reason we're going to be discussing them today. Now, I feel like... So my first webcam experience was on a little it was a netbook that's what it was called the these eight inch screen laptops basically mm-hmm. uh so it was asked <laughs> long story short straight to the punchline straight to the punchline and then i got the laptop that i have now and that webcam which still not good mm-hmm. um but i feel like the webcam that both you and i use is the best one out there for the uh for the best buck i agree i agree wholeheartedly the camera that both me and zach use as well as a bunch of other youtubers you've probably seen it recommended a thousand different places it's the logitech c920 now keep in mind there is a pro version and logitech has since made other models um but a lot of them just aren't worth the money attached to them there's like a 4k Mm. version called the brio or whatever and they've made a couple of advancements Uh, but typically the software isn't as good or they mess something up with the focus or whatever. So as of right now, the one that gets you the most value and I would argue the best picture is the Logitech C920 at the moment. Yeah, agreed. I think one of the biggest important things to keep in mind with cameras, um, starting with the webcam, but moving on to cameras later on, is Mm -hmm. that going into 2018 you kind of have to record in 1080p. Yeah. It's not, it's really not a, uh, 
not a like suggestion. It's kind of a requirement because like, while sure we've mentioned before how subjective quality does beat objective quality, no matter what, Mm -hmm. uh, in the current day where people are recording in 4k now and people with 4k videos are going to get better results in the YouTube algorithm. Mm -hmm. It, 1080p is is necessary <laughs> exactly it was back when 1080p was the norm but you could still get away with 720p right. you know 720p right. has finally left and died you you need to yeah. be using either 1080p or 4k and thankfully the c920 does some really good 1080p uh video you can also do 720p on it you get a lot of compression. You get some pretty good software that allows you to change things like exposure and focus and hmm. uh, natural light and stuff like that. And hey, I thought this thing was $70. It's actually 60 Yeah, it's gone down. It's gone down in recent years. It's the number one best-selling uh, webcam on Amazon right now, which should go to its quality, I think, as far as that's concerned. Uh, there are hmm. cheaper versions of it, but they just don't look as good. It's USB which is pretty awesome. There is a microphone attached to the camera, I'm pretty sure. Or is yeah, this... I think there is. Yeah, yeah there is. It's, it's not, not great. great. Yeah. So don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend using it. It's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. great webcam. Uh, I've had it also for like four years, almost. It was back when I bought my Blue Yeti. It's given me... It's practically giving me no trouble. The only thing I would say that changes the quality is getting better lighting. Mm-hmm. This camera um, does not work great in low light. That's just a thing, mm-hmm. and it's a shortcoming to the camera, I think. You have yeah. to have good lighting, which means either A, you film during the day, uh, mm-hmm. B, you get good lights, and I'm not talking the yellow shitty light that you have in your room right now. I'm talking actual daylight bulbs, pure white light. Or you can go out and buy a professional like lighting kit for like $45 at the cheapest. Either way, if you're trying to film in the dark with the C920, you're just not going to be able to do it, which to some can be very limiting. Um, so it's kind of worth noting that it doesn't do well in low light as far as that's concerned. Right. Also, I'm speaking 100% from experience too. because Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, turn off autofocus. I see so many people use this camera. And the autofocus is just going bananas like every five seconds because the C920 doesn't know when to stop. Turn off autofocus, <laughs> bring the dial all the way down so that it's just focused on you. We don't need to see the background in focus and out of focus over and over again. Turn it off. Um, as far as the settings that you want to do on it, I found that it ends up looking a whole lot better the lower you have exposure. So the more you keep mm-hmm. turning up exposure, the more grainy it ends up looking. So that's just another kind of pro tip in general. And, uh, yeah, just be sure whatever software you're using it with that you're getting the most out of it. I think when I started using it on OBS, I wasn't getting the best picture because I didn't set the resolution on it right away. Right. So when I figured that out, that was kind of like, oh my gosh, this camera actually has a little bit more to it than I thought. And obviously it works incredible in streaming scenarios because you can like shorten it down even more. So the 1080p picture looks a lot better. When you're stretching it out and making it like full screen, you can kind of see a little bit of the flaws and problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, you know, really good camera and for sixty dollars, like pretty good value. Cheaper than cheaper than the Yeti. If that goes to show you, right? Again, 
research, research, research. Uh, but this this time more so in how to use the product rather than mm-hmm. you know what product to get because this is the best webcam you're gonna find today. Right. And if I'm somebody gonna... finds something different and it's better and it's cheaper, let us know because yo, I'm trying to get it. Mm-hmm. But right now, this is you know this is the best. The only thing that I would recommend uh, getting over it is just if your smartphone camera just happens to be better, right? Right, which in some cases, if you have like an iPhone or something, that can be the case. Yeah, if you have like a newer iPhone or one of those Google phones or whatever, chances are your webcam, uh, your camera on that phone is a bit better. Um, Mm. But for most people, if you don't have a great phone, you know, if you want to record straight off your computer, if you want it to work with a lot more software, if you want to be able to adjust it more, Get the C920. The benefits will outweigh the outweigh the negatives. And as far as any other webcam brand or company, typically it's mostly Logitech as well. So yeah. you know, if they do come out with a better webcam, Logitech is where you want to be looking. Agreed. Logitech does better with video than does audio. That's true. <laughs> my, <laughs> That's my, true. Uh, opinion. Cool. Yeah. Hot, hot, hot damn. Yeah. I keep thinking about that $20 headset mm-hmm. back in the days. Just the good old days. <laughs> good old days, man. Good old mm-hmm. days. Fair enough. Yeah. But anyways, um, so after you get into webcam territory, some of you vloggers might be thinking, well, what do I do for cameras outside of, you know, your studio or your room or whatever? And I'm going to have to push this over to Aiden because I don't know. <laughs> have you ever... Uh, <laughs> I, had a, I had a laptop. Mm-hmm. And for the first couple of expert reviews... Um, well, I think for the first one, I used a phone or whatever. But I think for later on, I actually got a laptop out, set it up on a stand in front of me, and used mm-hmm. the C920 webcam <laughs> uh-huh. outdoors and stuff. It did okay. But you had to get a lot of shit out there in order to get it to work. The laptop well, had to be running. It had to work nice with OBS. There was there was a ton of ton of shit. Well, let me give you one better. 2011, uh, before Subijian Games, it's talking about music channel here. Mm-hmm. Um, I recorded um, music covers mm-hmm. with an old crappy webcam on the on the laptop itself. I like brought it to school, and that's what I ended up using to like record on piano and stuff and uh you know not not good quality brings you back <laughs> brings me back yeah that's for sure fair enough man but i but thought yeah. i'd just go ahead and share that story as far as that's concerned <laughs> up next though we have the actual uh big boy cameras and it was weird because i was like oh cameras aren't those just for photos i thought webcams were the only thing that did video oh boy was i wrong um yeah if you can get a good camera out there, uh, you're pretty much set. Typically, if you're starting out with YouTube, a lot of people just get a good camera and add on a microphone accessory, and they're good to go. They don't have to worry about, you know, getting the blue and the, the webcam and all these little mini parts. They try to get it all in one with a camera purchase like this. and uh, Which is definitely viable. It's smart, and you can get a mm. lot of use out of these cameras. You know, webcams can break over time. Microphones can break over time. If you take good care of your camera, it's going to last you several years until you end up inevitably upgrading it. Um, while I don't have experience with any of them in particular, 
the one that uh, has me the most interested and the one that I'm just going to go ahead and sort of recommend is the uh, Panasonic Lumix G7. Now, mm. this is a $600 camera uh, by Panasonic, obviously. I believe it went down at 500 at Black Friday, so you kind of have to look around as far as price because it can go. But basically, this is the cheapest uh, good quality 4K camera. So right. 4K is obviously becoming bigger and bigger. There's a lot more attention thrown at it. And so getting this camera at such a cheap price, and for those who are like, $600 isn't cheap, compared to other cameras, hell yes it is. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking thousands of dollar ranges. <laughs> We're talking thousands of dollars to even get something remotely similar. Uh, for the price, $600 is great for a 4K camera. The focus on it isn't wonderful. Um, keep in mind, it's a mirrorless camera and not just like one of your typical DSLRs. Uh, so that's worth noting. The pictures on it are okay. Um, I've heard the preamps in the little mic plug-in thing aren't the best either, which I'm not an audio guy. I have no idea what the fuck that means. Um, but yeah, that's the camera I'm looking at right now. That's the one that I feel like is a good starter camera. If you have a little bit of money, um, probably the next best thing that I hear way more people talking about is the Canon 70D and 80D by extension. Uh, the 70D right now with just the body. These are DSLR, correct? Yes, these are DSLRs. Okay. Um, yeah. The Canon 70D goes for $750 right now, body only. Keep in mind that Panasonic camera I talked about earlier for uh, $600 has both the body and a starter lens. So if you were to get the 70D, you would have to get some lenses attached to it. Um, oh, here we go. Here's a bundle um, with some lenses hmm. that goes up into the $1,000 territory. Of course. <laughs> Here's one for 800 You get some 18 by 55 millimeter STM lenses, which is interesting. Um, but typically, Canon is a pretty reliable brand as far as DSLR cameras go. If you're not looking at Canon, I would say the other two best options would be Panasonic and Sony. I would avoid Nikon altogether unless you were just doing just straight pictures because they're not really great in the video department. But Canon is typically going to give you the access to the most lenses and probably the most cameras in general. Their autofocus is pretty incredible and stuff like that. So if you have a little bit more money, you might want to be looking at the 70D or the slightly more expensive 80D. I'm trying to see how much those go for right now. What's also nice about those uh, more expensive Canons is that unlike the Canon that I have for pictures mainly, uh, you can use them as webcams. So you can automatically hook them up to OBS, sure. automatically record anything with your computer um, without, you know, trying to do anything else or, you know, whatever. The ADD right now for just the body is going for $1,000. Um, I've heard a cheaper alternative is the SL2, and that one right now is going for 600 straight up, and you actually do get some lenses with that. So maybe if you can't go up to the 70D or 80D price range, check out mm. the SL2. It's essentially okay. like the Lumix, only uh, no 4K and better autofocus, so that one might be worthwhile. But those are some of the options, I think, that are uh, reliable to people. I don't want to go any higher than $1,000 on this. And I'm yeah. not, I'm just not sure about the Sony or the other Panasonic or other Nikon or even other Canons. So right now, here's what I'll say. The Panasonic Lumix G7 is my favorite out of all of them. Um, I like the 4K. I think it's the cheapest and you can typically get deals on them as well as lenses. 
After that would be the Canon SL2 for $600, a good lens, it's fairly lightweight, and you get access to good autofocus. And then if you have money, check out the 70D and the 80D. Um, and at most, you'll be paying 1000 for the 80D. So not terribly bad. You could look on Craigslist for lenses and stuff like that, as well as microphone attachments. But all of these are great DSLR slash mirrorless cameras that if you want to take your video to the highest it can go, um, that's typically where. So hmm. interesting stuff. I'm fixing to hop into that world this Christmas. I'll give a little bit more feedback and thoughts when I finally get the G7. Um, but that's what I actually plan on buying this year. It'll be the only thing I get for Christmas. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun to try it out. Yeah, for sure. And I'll, I'm going to try to uh, talk to a couple of contacts that I have so that I can hopefully put some more reliable resources in the description box. So um, hopefully there will be more camera options there for you as well. Mm -hmm. um, just in case you want to kind of look around and look at different things. I would like to caution you, make sure that if you do ask, say, ask for a camera for Christmas, you know, uh, what you don't want to do is just straight up be like, I want a camera for Christmas because what you might end up getting is a, a pic, you know, a camera for photos because that's what's typically used, you know, so typically what cameras are used for, not so much video. Um, I recently, before I went to Japan, uh, a few months ago, I went and bought a Canon PowerShot camera, which is really good for pictures. Not so good on videos. It does its job. Videos mm -hmm. aren't terrible, but they're closer to the. They're probably a little bit closer to um, 480 than they are 720. <laughs> so, don't ask for a brand either. Like either give them mm -hmm. the Amazon link or make sure they know the exact number. Because, holy shit, camera companies are the worst at naming their products. They're like a billion different numbers and letters attached to it, and it's very hard to know the differences between a lot of them. Mm, oh, um, absolutely. Even the knowledge I've gained has come from a year of just YouTubers and research that I was able to get, and I still haven't even scratched the surface on what half of this shit even means. So keep in mind, Same. I'm very new to it, but the ones I have recommended are the ones that are widely recommended by a lot of other people as well. Again, not just me talking out of my ass, even though I, I still have a lot to learn, obviously. Hmm. For sure. But, but yeah. that's all I have as far as that is concerned. I felt like I've I've talked too much, so I'm going to let Zach do the next one. <laughs> that's good old cameras, but, uh, you know, a lot of you guys may or may not be, I know I was, I know this is where I started, uh, you decide you want to make Let's Plays or stream games, so... How in the hell are you going to record that video game footage? Mm -hmm. Hmm. I have an idea. Well, I have an yeah. idea. What, what if you yeah. take your cell phone and uh, uh, point yeah. it at the TV? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. How's that mm -hmm. sound? <laughs> what if you kill your... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, edgy humor, of course. Mm, yeah. Fair enough. Um, That's what you're going to tell people to do, right? You're going to tell them to use your smartphone and uh, film the TV. <laughs> Exactly the incorrect answer, yes. Damn. So, back in 2006, <laughs> when YouTube started, uh -huh. and it was acceptable, acceptable to make videos about whatever you wanted to, mm -hmm. uh, and in whatever fashion you wanted to, uh, the common trait among Let's Players and streamers, well, streamers well, it really wasn't a thing back then, uh, mm -hmm. was to film their 
film their screens. No, they actually had cameras, but they weren't good cameras. They weren't DSLRs. And then more so recently, uh, it's been a lot of, um, it's been a lot of cameras. I mean, it's been a lot of phones, you know, looking at the, looking at the TV screen, just kind of, just kind of chilling. I uh, don't do that. Just don't do that. It's not good. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to watch your video. Like hands down, you could be the best, could be the best commentator in the world and nobody's going to watch your video. And mm-hmm. we don't want that. We want you to be successful. So, um, you know, you got a couple options. You're like, I don't want to buy this capture card. That's going to cost you a bit of money. Um, and we'll get to that in a second. You can just stream and record PC games. Yep. For and that's free. what I've, that's what I did for a very long time. So emulators are your friend. Emulators are your friend. And then if you've got steam, you can still use the ever so popular, which I like to remind people, I didn't have this program back in the day. So be happy. Uh, OBS. (laughs) It's great. Great piece of software. hundred percent free. They're, they're, they're saints for giving the software for free. What about unregistered hypercam too? You remember that one? Mm, That one's a good one. I used it. I used, yeah, I, I used unregistered hypercam three. Ooh, that's so it's a little bit, a little bit advanced. Bandicam has a trial. You can do that as well. I mean, shoot, yeah. Camtasia Studio. There's plenty of ways you can film uh, PC games for free or emulators or whatever. Right. So that's the free route. <laughs> that's the free route. Um, if you would like to purchase a piece of software to record stuff, which I, I personally do use Bandicam to record a lot of the stuff that I do. I use OBS for streaming. Uh, so if you'd like to use Bandicam, I I would recommend it. It's $40. You get to use it for the rest of your life for that price. So it's not like a subscription or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about it is OBS might be able to do some of this now, but back in the day I couldn't record audio files separately. OBS allows you to do that. Um, also, if you have a lower end PC or a laptop, you can probably get better uh, frame rate. You, you probably can get better frame rate. Uh, what is it? Um, not really issues or anything. You won't get as many frame rate issues with Bandicam as you would OBS. Um, and the quality would be less better. Less resources, I think. Right. That's basically what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd recommend it, uh, but but overall OBS is 100% free. So, mm-hmm. you know, free is good. Free, free is good. good. Other than that, if you want to record PC games, really the only good option out there is uh, the the ever so popular Elgato capture card. Mm-hmm. There's other options out there, but at this point. A lot of them, a lot of the older ones don't record in 1080 anymore, or they mm-hmm. never they never did. They don't record in 1080, and you kind of need to record at least 720 gameplay. You can kind of get away with 720 gameplay, but not completely. <laughs> um, it just depends on what you're doing. I think if you're streaming in 720, that's fine. Yeah, yeah it's still pretty standard. Yeah, but then recording-wise, you want to record it in, in 1080. Um, so I, you know, get the Elgato. There's a couple of different versions of it. Um, the one that I have is the, let me see. You probably have the same one as, you might have the same one as me. Okay. So there's, 
There's a couple of different versions. There's the Elgato HD60, and then the Elgato HD60S. I have the HD60S right now. It costs $175. You can get it refurbished for $25 cheaper. Fair enough. Um, and they've got out now, I didn't even know they had this out, the Elgato Game Capture 4K 60 Pro, which wow. is $400. And it's got low latency, which means you can record basically anything in 4K. Uh, it goes directly into your PC. So if you're building a PC, you can put it in there. And mm -hmm. you just hook up your game consoles to it. And there you go. The ones you put into your PC are called internal capture cards, and the ones right. that come in like their own little separate black boxes are called external. For those right. who don't know the difference. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I have the HD60. It's pretty good. Okay. I don't know the difference between that and the S, per se. Um, I think the S has lower latency. It might be the HD Perhaps. capabilities. I don't know exactly what it does, but... Um, I had the money to spend on it at the time, so I went ahead and got the slightly better version. Sure. But there's also yeah, I, I don't know the exact the, differences. There's also the regular just game capture HD. This was back yeah. for the 360 and PS3 uh, era. And the cool thing about this one is that the HD60 can really only do HDMI. The cool thing mm -hmm. about the HD is that you get a little uh, cord that allows you to do things like I record composite games, component games. So if you're a sicko like me who likes recording retro games straight from the console because you're a purist like that and you don't want to use emulators, you can do that if you want, which is, I think, a really cool option. And the HD capture isn't as good as the HD60, but it's not bad either, and you can totally still use it today. Um, so if you want to save a little bit of money, maybe go check out the HD it's 154 on Amazon, but I believe you can get it for like 100 on eBay. So I don't know why they're charging that much for it, per se. Uh, the yeah. HD60 you can get for like 150, 130, 100. Amazon didn't really give me a whole lot of great options there. You might want to look on eBay for that, or you know, like Zach said, do the 4K one and get it in your PC. Keep in mind you do have to have a pretty good PC to get that shit running, and you are going to have to. Uh, Figure out how to install it, obviously, what some people aren't comfortable with. Um, but, you know, anything with the Elgato name and seal on it is typically a good time for capture cards. Right. There used to be a lot of other capture cards back in the day, but really these this is the one that everybody is kind of going towards. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really just the best one out in, on the market currently until we get something better. Sure. There, I know there's Hop Hogs. I know there's Avery Media's. Mm -hmm. I know Roxio even has one. Oh, yeah. um, back in the day, people just used the good old Dazzle, a white yeah. little uh, box that uh, did pretty poor composite, but man, how times have changed. Um, I didn't even have a good uh, Dazzle. I had like the $20 Dazzle. Sure. It was like, or, or it wasn't even Dazzle, it was Diamond. Diamond One Touch. It was like 20 bucks. <laughs> it was great. Wow. Crazy. Uh, Takes you back uh, a little bit. Have, times have changed. I used the uh, Hop Hog HD PVR2, which was a fine mm. uh, little piece of equipment for a while, but the software wasn't that great. And eventually mm. I just got an Elgato, and I've never looked back. I haven't had nearly as much problems. And nine times out of ten, it, it just fucking works, which is all you really mm. want from a capture card. Uh, oh, for sure. And the way I like using it now, aside from obviously recording console games and helping me stream, 
is I have a bunch of VHS tapes, and I like uh, recording them uh, via the Elgato and sort of converting them into digital files. So mm, okay, I can cool. I can watch uh, the VH version, the VHS version of Snow White on my computer without ever having to uh, get the old copy out and damaging it or anything like that. So I don't know. There There's a lot of things you can do <laughs> with capture cards. Yeah. They're fun to have. They don't require a whole lot of setup. They're not too hard to use. They're USB. And there's a billion tutorials online, especially for the Elgato ones. So all of them are pretty standard as far as I'm concerned. Oh, for sure. And uh, you mentioned the VHS thing. There you go. If you want to get a capture card for Christmas or just in general, and maybe your parents have some old VHS stuff just laying around and they maybe mentioned they wanted to, you know, watch it again, but they don't have a good VHS player or whatever it may be. Just be like, hey. We could uh we could rewatch these in digital format mm-hmm. via the uh the good old capture cards. Yeah. And there's a lot of cheaper ones, even by Elgato. I think there's like a cheap composite one out mm. there that nearly doesn't cost as much. Um oh, I'm sure. But yeah. At most I would say just spend uh two hundred or less. For a lot of these you can get them for simply a hundred or less if you're looking on eBay. Uh, Amazon's going to charge you a bit more from them. Heck, you can even order them straight from Elgato's website if you really want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's so many options as far as how to get these. and There's so many used ones always going up for sale. So be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Definitely. If you're a gamer or a streamer. Or a gamer or a streamer. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're fixing to launch your uh, gameplay channel in 2018. <laughs> Minecraft you channel. There mm-hmm. you go. You can play Minecraft on the Switch now. You just... And keep in mind, too, if you want to start a channel, but maybe the budget doesn't include a room for a webcam or anything like that, just get the microphone and the capture card, and there you go. You're your Let's Player, your gameplay channel. You don't even need the webcam right away. That's a good That's a good point. Save a bit I of money. kind of forgot at this point just because I don't do just gaming, but that's, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um... Especially I if still... you fugly. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. Is <laughs> <laughs> it, it targeted towards somebody? Uh, not really. Okay. I have J in my so... mind, but I, it was, I wasn't targeting it at him, per se. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jay the Zoomster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're right. <sighs> Sexiest nah. man alive, 2017. Mm, I don't know about that, but okay. <laughs> Um, but anyways, mm-hmm. that was that was an interesting. That was definitely a tangent. Well, that was, that was um, a but yeah, a lot of people might be looking at gaming channels currently. They may be like, ah, oh, but all the f- famous YouTubers have, um, you know, have webcams now. But mm-hmm. there's still some pretty big let's players, pretty big streamers that don't use don't use a face cam. So the game groups in particular come to mind. Game Gramps in particular, absolutely. Yeah, so if you've got, if you're not the prettiest man alive, you know, like some of us are, mm-hmm. maybe you do have uh, the sexiest voice alive. Sure. And, you know, you can use that to your advantage, so keep that in mind. And That's for a lot of people, even if you have a webcam, um, for one, it can be harder to record when you have a separate webcam and a microphone because you have to sync the audio up. 
It's yeah. a lot easier to just simply sync up gameplay audio and your audio than it is to try and do webcam, your audio, and gameplay audio all at once. So Definitely. just simply by having less tools available, you're able to sort of learn what you have. And who knows, next year when you can get a webcam, you'll be able to uh, hop on it a lot easier because you've learned your mic and your capture card first. Um, so sometimes right. it's being simple is, is a good thing. It helps you uh, learn easier. Definitely. Um, I mean, limitations are nice. Mm-hmm. Long story short, you don't have to learn as much if you're, if you're implementing the limitation strategy, which I think everybody should should do, especially if you're not made of money like most people. So, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know. But yeah, go get yourself an Elgato. The one I have is the HD60. I recommend it. That's 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 yep. Aiden's pick on that one. There you go. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think the Elgato is good. I think it's very solid. And I also think if you can't afford console, you know, can't afford recording and streaming from console, it's very much okay to do it straight from PC. So keep Fair that enough. in mind. Yep. But yeah. Um. So now I think uh, we're just going to get into like miscellaneous stuff that I, that we feel like would be good equipment to have if you are looking for like accessories and stuff right yeah this one's just going to be like fun little knickknacks things that you're probably going to need eventually or uh, things that you should be looking out for we'll kind of just do these a little bit rapid fire i'll say something zach will say something and we'll just kind of keep going until we run out of ideas um Mm -hmm. i'll go ahead and start if you're thinking about streaming in 2018 and you don't have a wired internet connection do yourself a favor, pick up an Ethernet cable. <laughs> that should be fairly obvious. Yeah. And you may be so thinking, <laughs> well, Aiden, you know, the router is in the two rooms away. How am I going to be able to get it in there? Guess what? Go on Amazon. You can get your ass a 30-foot Ethernet cable. <laughs> 30 foot. 30 foot mm-hmm. long. And you're like, well, what if people trip over it? You wire that thing close to the ground. You make sure you can hide it behind like a bookshelf or something like that. You think I'm joking? I've done this with me and Ethan twice. Oh, I know. And I was going to say, what if people trip over? Well, fuck them. Are they yeah. making the YouTube channel? Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, get yourself an Ethernet thing. Because as bad as that setup's going to be and as much of a hassle as it's going to be to try to get the cord out of the way, it will 100% be worth it. Because trying to stream on a wireless connection is like... Oh, I need a dumb analogy. Um, trying to figure skate with Shrek slippers um, oiled up with donkey green. I don't know. Fucking. I, I can't make up a good analogy. There you go. I'm sorry. That was a great analogy. If it's anything, the slippers analogy. would help you skate better. But like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, it's well, not easy. Basically, it's impossible. Yeah. Like, get yourself you get really bad quality. Table. It's just not, not worth it. They're really cheap. I think, like, shoot, I'll go ahead and look it up for you. Can't be more than, like, $30, I'd imagine. And if you want a console stream with your PC, get you two Ethernet cables, because that's what I need. Exactly. I don't currently have it. Five-foot cable is, like, $5. Okay. A 50-feet cable, you can get one for about $10 by Media Bridge. You know? It's kind of hard to fuck up an Ethernet cable, so you don't necessarily have to buy the Amazon-specific one. (laughs) Just be sure, uh, you know... Just be sure it even is an Ethernet cable. It's kind of the deal with this one. I'm not going to recommend a particular brain or anything. You know? Fair enough. It's a little bit harder to get them physical now that Radio Shack in the thing anymore. And you kind of have to go to like Walmart oh, and shit. But, yeah. 
But I'd recommend just buying them online, either through Amazon or eBay. True. But uh, yeah, that's my knickknack. What's what's yours? So mine is uh, if you ever had a problem with your headset and you're just like, I don't know where to put my headset. I just don't know where to hold it. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, a really good place to put it is uh, how about a banana holder? Ooh. What? A banana holder? That doesn't even make any sense. I, I figured this hack out just by randomly. I was like at the store one day. And I went to go get my uh, my monthly bananas, because mm-hmm. I do that. As you always do. As you always do. You get the monthly bananas. And uh, I thought, hey, I could use this for uh, for my headset. And that's what I did. I bought one. It was like three bucks or something like that. It was really cheap. <laughs> and that is where my, my headset stays now at all times. I can tell you that'd be pretty useful because mine just sit in a basket with other cords and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it'd be really nice to have them on there. Yeah, so there you go. I, Aiden, go get you a banana holder. I will. I will. That sounds there like a, a cheap and... Where did you just get yours? Like a grocery store or something like that? Just, just got them out of the grocery store, but you can use the Amazon affiliate link at the end of the description of the video. There you go. All right. <laughs> so my next one is if you're like me and you have a billion different consoles and HDMI devices all hooked up at once, uh, your TV mm-hmm. doesn't have seven HDMI inputs, so it can it be kind of hard. You gotta get having... a better TV, bro. I need to. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I have a really good TV. <laughs> But anyway, um, it can be hard because you have to take the cable out and in, out and in, and it just takes so much time. So, to save yourself the time, what I'd recommend is what's called an HDMI um, switcher. What it is, it's, mm-hmm. it's a little switch box and can typically come with uh, however many inputs you're looking for. In my case, mine has about five, and it comes with a little remote, and you can just switch them. So what if you're like, hey, I want to play the Wii U right now. Switch to the Wii U, and bam, it's up on your TV. You didn't have to unplug your PS4 out of your TV and then replug in your Wii U. It's convenient. It saves time. There's one Mm -hmm. HDMI out, so it goes to one place. And with all five HDMI inputs, you can have a bunch of different HDMI devices hooked up, whether it's a PS4, a Wii U, a PS3, um, a Retron 5 for retro games, uh a VHS uh, DVD combo with an HDMI out. Like, there's so many possibilities there. And with how prevalent HDMI is just becoming and with how many HDMI devices there are that all want to hook up to your TV, like Amazon Fire Sticks and stuff like that, it can be very headache-inducing to try to organize all that shit. So Mm. kind of a knick-knack for me is go ahead and get yourself an HDMI switcher. The one I have is by Kinevo. And I'm seeing right now there's an HDMI switch. This one has about three ports on them, and it costs about $30. There's a plenty of different brands out there that you can find. Oh, I found the one I had. This one has five ports, and it's for $40. Okay. So, yeah, go ahead and get that one because you got a lot more value out of it as far as that's concerned. But, uh, yeah, you power it up separately, so you're not having to steal power away from other devices. And uh, it's just it's just helpful because, like capture cards have one hdmi input so rather than having to switch all of them together just get yourself a little hdmi switcher box very convenient very much so zach back to you 
So my thing is very similar, actually. Uh, you know, we, we have a bunch of chords. There's millions of them mm-hmm. all over the place. So what you learn to find out is once you have your webcam hooked up and you have your mic and your keyboard and mouse and your TV screens, and literally you have these thousands of, of USB cables everywhere, you find out that you're... Your computer didn't come up with enough ports. I'm running out myself, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> you end up having to get an external USB port, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's just another thing I would recommend. I personally have two, and they're both almost completely filled. So, Jeez. yeah. Um, so i i would definitely definitely grab a couple of those at the least i'll leave one that i'll leave the one that i have that i think is really good uh that's actually amazon like amazon put this one out which is interesting i'd pick it up and like read you what it says but i have a feeling that would unplug something so i'm not gonna do that i mean that would probably be smart you know yeah it's probably just a uh a good thing in general really mm-hmm. yeah we don't want to redo this episode <laughs> Out of all the episodes to do, this would not be the one to sure to restart. <laughs> um, so my next thing in particular, we were talking about how you can get different microphones uh, for your phone. Well, I'm going to go a different route and say another thing you can do for your phone is get different lenses for it, kind of like you do with DSLR mm. cameras. And you may be like, "What? Aiden, they actually have lenses for phones?" Yeah, they do, and a lot of different cool ones. Basically, you get a little clip-on thing that uh, attaches over your camera, and then you have these little uh, tiny lenses that you're able to screw in, and you can get a ton of interesting effects. Uh, For example, a wide lens, so you can get more space when you're vlogging or holding the camera up close to you. Maybe you want like a fisheye look, which can be kind of cool. Ones that zoom in extra close to get all sorts of details and stuff. Macro lenses, micro lenses all sorts of interesting things like that. And what it allows you to do is get a lot of cool effects, especially uh, with your phone. And you don't have to buy a new phone and you don't have to buy a super expensive ass lens. And these are really cheap for the most part. I'm looking on Amazon right now. Here's one for $18, another one for 18. Here's one for 25 that comes with a case in particular, Uh, 21. Uh, This one has a big one for like 44. I wouldn't pay that much for it. But there's a lot of good stuff out there. It's a whole other market you can get into. And it's kind of just a good primer for DSLR lens because if you can figure these ones out, what's to say you can't go into the DSLR market and know what you're looking for? Um, I don't know it's exactly true. what brand mine were in particular because I got rid of the box, um, but I'm still carrying mine around. So basically, I would go ahead and just recommend the Amazon Choice Amir ones. Um, but if you find ones that are cheaper or come from a company you trust more, then uh, feel free to do that as well. But I mean, like, it's class. So <laughs> can't fuck up too bad there. I agree. But that's just a cool little tip. It allows you to do a lot more cell phone vlogging than you might be willing to. Yeah. So the next one I have is pretty, pretty short and sweet. But uh, I found after getting a laptop or after having a laptop for a long time and after getting a second monitor, which I would suggest at some point if you're able to, mm-hmm. um, I really needed to get, then you really need to not use a trackpad. I needed a mouse. I needed an extra keyboard. 
So I think a good old USB wireless keyboard and mouse is very usable. Sure. What do you have in particular, so, you know? I have the Logitech uh, external wireless USB mic and keyboard. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. See, Logitech does do something right. Logitech does some good stuff, yeah. yeah. They got the cameras right, and they got keyboard and mouse right. So that's that's two things. Exactly. Two things you got going for you. Um, mm-hmm. Me in particular, I have a Dell keyboard, a real cheap one that I found laying around. And then for the mice, I have a iBuyPower one that came with uh, my custom-built PC. Both get the job done. Um, you really don't need, like, a gamery mouse with all these buttons and shit on it. Just whatever simple and works for you is fine. Right. I know in particular Logitech makes these really expensive-ass mouse that, like, editors, like, drool over. Um, <laughs> or really, whatever you have works as far as that's concerned. The same goes with my uh, headphones as well. They are from uh, Sentley, or Senti, I believe, S-E-N-T-E-Y, and they have like a mm-hmm. little uh, chimera on it. And yeah, they're short, sweet, and simple. Um, you would probably know a lot more about headphones, Zach, so what do, you, what do you recommend as far as that's concerned? As far as headphones, I would find something that you're you're willing to have on your head for a very long time. Right. They can't um, be uncomfortable. Basically. Right. So honestly, I would suggest investing in a good pair of headphones. They're going to last you for a while. Okay. Um, what I have was initially a headset. It's the Astro a forties. Um, it cost me, I don't particularly suggest going out and getting this cause I don't think the mic is worth it. It cost me like $200 about four years ago. Um, what I would probably suggest is getting something like Skull Candy's headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, even like as un- I don't know how popular they are anymore, but Beats. I'd even get Beats. Uh, something that's around the one hundred dollar, maybe up, maybe even closer, around the one hundred dollar level. I think that's probably good enough. Uh, something that's gonna you know feel comfortable on your head. Uh, what you might want to do is see if you can't go to your local mall and find like sometimes there will be a store with a bunch of headphones out that you can try on and see if you can like check out a pair that feel comfortable to you because most of the headphones these days that aren't like earbuds are going to sound really good mm-hmm. or at least usable um so that's 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 what I would suggest. There's some skull candies here going for about fifty dollars, and some more expensive yeah. ones going up to one hundred and twenty-eight, um, roughly. Um, my brother Ethan uses some pretty kick-ass Razer headphones. I know they're a bit more on the uh, expensive end, but if you want to go into the headphone market, Razer makes some good sh- shit. I know Audio Technica gets some really good headphones as well if you're willing to spend uh, more money. The Razer mm-hmm. Kraken is a pretty good pair of headphones in particular. Those go for about $80, which aren't too bad. You're going to oh, get a yeah, lot of use right. out of them. Um, some of these other ones are like different versions of the Kraken. They go for like 40 or 80 but they have like those gaming microphones and shit. Hell, mm-hmm. I used a $20 uh, cheap little Sony headset for several years until it finally broke. I mean, like... Really, just get whatever you're comfortable with as far as that's concerned. If you're listening to these with a decent pair of headphones, then chances are, use what you have. Um, Mm -hmm. Mainly the use you're going to get out of headphones is just editing. 
so you don't have to replay the same shit over your really loud ass speakers. You can just hear it through your headphones and you know right. music and listen to game audio while uh, recording and stuff. Because if you have a external, if you have an external microphone like we're suggesting with the Yeti, having a good pair of headphones to sort of monitor the audio uh, is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Hell, even Amazon sells some basic headphones for fourteen dollars. I mean, there's there's so many options out there, guys. Mm-hmm. There's some Beats for like less than three hundred. Yeah, like you're, there's so many different headphones out. There's just it's crazy. I wouldn't get earbuds personally, and the other thing I would recommend avoiding is any Bluetooth ones in particular. I find that the connection on those can get pretty shitty and not exactly great and reliable. We kind of just want headphones to work all the time. So I like the wired ones personally. I know that's a bit of a preference, uh, but I find that those don't mess up on me as, as much. So That's a good point. I actually do have um, a pair of wireless as well. I, I'm really big into music, so I have like 20 pairs of headphones laying around for different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of them are cheap. I went and bought a $30 pair of wireless headphones um, from, I don't even remember, I think it was Sports Academy. It was like a random just buy because um, I needed headphones. I was there with Damien. I was like, oh, let me go check and see what they got. Um, they do really well. They do, the, the wireless connection can be a, a bit spotty here and there. But overall, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind recommending a decent pair of, of Bluetooth um, headset as long as you know that your PC does Bluetooth because mm-hmm. my laptop doesn't. My only my only my PC does Fair enough. now. So I did also want to mm-hmm. quickly uh, recommend a pair of speakers uh, as mm-hmm. well that are fairly cheap uh, speakers are kind of thing too where just whatever you have uh, tends to work fairly well um, but right. in particular though Damien kind of has me sold on these Logitech Z506 surround sound ones uh, they go for about $60 and you get five speakers and a subwoofer with it which is pretty awesome and they sound pretty great for the most part so I'm interested in going and trying those out there's also cheaper versions of the same thing, but just with less speakers. So you hmm. can get the Z313, which just has two speakers and a subwoofer, and uh, more or less. But Logitech speakers, for the most part, are pretty good, and they typically don't distort the sound a whole, whole lot. Um, typically, when you're hmm. looking for speakers, you want to find something that isn't really bassy or too uh, distorted. You want to find something that's a very natural a sound because when you're editing you want to be sure that you know you're getting clean audio and you're not getting all this other shit uh, thrown through it right keep in mind if you like listening to a bunch of bass on your headphones or in your car or something like that that's not going to be the best when you're editing like Aiden said um, so make sure that you find a good pair of speakers that you can change the settings on here and there if you need to I think the the speakers that you mentioned are, are pretty good mm-hmm. um, and you can you can do that so they're real cheap, I wouldn't too. Mind so that's why I brought either. them up. <laughs> right, right. I think those are some good ones. For sure. But back to you. But yeah, um, I don't personally... Okay, never mind. Uh, the next thing that, that I think is really big is making sure you have enough storage space. Mm. Uh, because when you're making a lot of videos, 
you really need as much space as you can. I actually personally need to go get a third external hard drive. Like that's how that's how bad it is. <laughs> so um I, I found that the the passport brand tends to be pretty good. Um mm-hmm. I've got a wired external and I've got a wire or and a portable external. They both do pretty well. Um you can get like terabyte hard drives a lot cheaper these days. The one I have what it used to be. The one I have in particular is a Seagate. Uh one terabyte external hard drive. Seagate's a pretty good brand. Seagate's good too. I have a Seagate as well. Um I'm trying to get a good price on them. Okay, so the one I have roughly goes for about sixty dollars if you want to get uh one of the Seagate ones in particular. Mm. And for a terabyte of space, they'll last you a good while. Um Keep in mind, you can also just get hard drives like built into your computer as well. So if you want mm-hmm. an internal one, that's a possibility. Um, but if you aren't good at changing out computer parts, then just be sure when you buy a new computer that you have a lot of space on them as well. Yeah. I also, I like to have a portable one as well because I do, um, I bring my portable hard drive to work with me and I work on stuff while I'm there. Mm-hmm. Or if I was on the road or traveling or something and I had my laptop, I could still work on stuff then. So I think it's good to have a portable one that you can, you know, still work on videos on the road because that has to happen sometimes. Exactly. So, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> um, other than that, I've got one last thing that'll be our quote-unquote sponsor of the video. But Ooh. other than that, I'm good. Okay. So I'm curious if you have anything else. I do. Uh, one main thing in particular, like we were talking mm-hmm. about with the a Logitech C920, that camera right. doesn't work great unless you have proper lighting. And I know Zach kind of experiments with like daylight bulbs and uh, particular lamps and stuff and shit like that. I went a different route and decided to actually buy a quote-unquote professional uh, lighting kit, which came with two little stands with umbrellas on them, as well as mm-hmm. a backlight and a couple of daylight bulbs. In particular, the brand is limo studio and i'm gonna go ahead and try and find the ones that i got in particular uh here we go so the limo studio photography photo portrait studio 600 watt daylight umbrella continuous lighting kit by limo studio as it's called on amazon uh (laughs) runs for 52 dollars right now and you get everything that i mentioned there the daylight bulbs the stands the umbrellas as well as carrying bags for it and for $50, mm-hmm. you get essentially all the lighting you will ever need for videos, as far as that concerns. You use the two umbrella stands facing forward, uh, toward you, so one on one side and one on the other side. And then you can use the backlight for behind you to get rid of any crazy shadows and stuff like that. Uh, I've also used one of the bulbs as sort of a ceiling fan light as well, so then I'm lit from uh, four different angles at once. <laughs> uh, but what this $50... A lighting studio has helped me with is time um i have an awful sleep schedule i don't exactly wake up at the optimal time to film the great thing about owning this lighting kit is no matter what time of night i need to film or record something i can do that and i can have a consistent lighting throughout all my videos no matter what time of night is it 11 30 turn on the lights and we get the same lighting i would normally get if it was 6 30 and it had those exact same lights on 
Like, anywhere I go, they're easy to carry around. They're easy to uh, maneuver. They are a little bit cheap, the stands are. You know, they're not exactly the best. Um, they do have little screw-ons that don't exactly hold up well. Uh, also keep in mind that the bulbs will eventually die out, uh, but you can easily replace them with any sort of daylight bulb in general. I believe I got some from Lowe's that weren't even like the same brand, and they work just fine. Um, so you're good <laughs> as far as lights are concerned. And uh, yeah, for $52, that's some uh, great lighting, I think. And it goes a long yeah, way. It's not at all. It goes a long way into making your videos look more professional, I think. So <clears throat> good value, I think, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. But yeah. There's also, like, halo lights and ring lights and stuff <clears throat> like that, but I haven't really had any time to uh, experiment with them at all. The only other thing I want to go ahead and recommend, too, is that if you own a lot of retro game systems, there are what's called composite switchers, which do the same thing as HDMI ones, only uh, with composite, obviously, and you get a lot more inputs, and they're pretty cheap. Um, and there's even component ones out there if you want to look them up and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really it. I'm sure it could go even more, but I wanted to cut for a, a lot of the main things here as far as that's concerned. Mm. So. <clears throat> yeah, I think, I think that's good. I think the only other thing I can think of, um, on like a atmosphere base when you're recording videos in your room if that's where you're recording our studio or something you do want to try to make it look as professional as possible um depending on what you're trying what kind of vibe you're trying to give off i definitely wouldn't recommend to go complete gigantic studio based if you're just starting out and you're trying to get an authentic fill but i also recommend you know clean your surroundings make it look nice um maybe you want to get bookshelves so like have your stuff on. Maybe you want to have a green screen if that's your thing. Ooh, you can put a green screen. screen in the in the description as well. Um, you know, it's it's really about the way you want you want to make it look. Uh, posters, so posters are cool. Posters are good. Try to take try to take a little bit of thought and consideration about your background if you're going to record with a camera. That's basically all I wanted to say there. The green screen I got was for about $44, if you're wondering on price on those. But my, mine was a big-ass one and probably didn't need all that space, technically. I'm seeing yeah. a couple others for around $30 or $40. Um, I yeah, mine was 30 They can be helpful, especially for streams and for having backgrounds where you're not sure <clears throat> uh, what you have going on or if you want to, again, make things look consistent. That's a good way to, but mm -hmm. keep in mind, you also need good lighting to make those work. The less light those things have, the shittier they look. So keep oh, that in mind. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Lighting is really big when it comes to video quality, especially with that webcam that we recommended. DSLRs too. A lot of DSLRs yeah. run pretty good on, on light. The less light that they have, the just harder it is to run. I mean, obviously. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Gaming channels. I mean, Part of the big thing is you got to have new games and shit. So be sure you're up to date mm -hmm. on your consoles. You're up to date on current releases. And a smart thing to do would be to actually look out, uh, look at 2018, map all the big releases, and have a set budget so that you're not like, oh shit, Star Wars Battlefront 84 is coming out. I didn't know. 
better spend all my money now and then you're broke and then you're like man i wish i'd known about this sooner chances are all the big releases have already been announced <laughs> for for 2018 right so you that's can... one of the things i'm trying to do with games and movies since i do that too sure uh portable systems in particular can be kind of a pain in the ass if you're looking for capture cards uh, what I do now is sort of a hodgepodge setup where I have my phone record my 3DS. Basically, all that is is a combination of stands uh, using the autofocus on my phone and a program called AirPlayer, which allows me to bring it over to OBS. But, you know, pointing your phone at a TV, you shouldn't do that for console games. But for portable stuff, if you're able to hide it well enough, I would consider doing it just because 3DS capture cards can go upward of $300. And in my opinion, just aren't worth it at the moment, personally. Agreed. Agreed. The Vita, you can get like a P- PlayStation TV for $50 and film all that shit off off a of TV. So don't worry about Vita owners. It's mainly for 3DS and Nintendo handhelds. Right. By the way, if Aiden had told me that that's how he, re- that's how he was going to record the 3DS stuff before, I would have been like, no, that's ridiculous. But I, I didn't know until... I had seen him doing that a lot and realized, oh, it doesn't look any different than a yeah than a capture card would. It depends so. on how you hide it and how you light it. Um, it can be a pain in the ass to set up, but mm-hmm. obviously, hey, what are you going to do? Um, exactly. Trying to think of anything else. TVs, really? I mean, just don't get shit. You know, get a brand that you know. Um, <laughs> Zach mentioned getting a third monitor. Um, Acer typically does good with that. Or second monitor, at least. Or second monitor. That can be pretty helpful. Mm-hmm. I mean, Craigslist, shit. You get good stuff on Craigslist if you really have to. Maybe use your TV as a monitor. There are plenty of options as far as that's concerned. Mm. Um, and then finally, like, maybe a new computer, perhaps? I don't know if I can even say anything on that. That's a whole nother... You think so? That's almost a whole nother episode, I think. Sure. Yeah. But getting a new computer can definitely help uh, get your YouTube channel into gear. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially on editing and rendering. Yeah. And then software is a whole nother episode, so I'm not even going to go into that. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it really does come down to, you know, equipment is, is necessary, 100%. But don't let it be the main focus of a YouTube channel. Don't go out asking for thousands of dollars of equipment. Don't go out buying thousands of dollars of equipment mm-hmm. until you have, you know, until you've put out some work on what you have first. Exactly. That's what's more important than anything. The one thing you don't want to do is to buy all the shit and then not use it because you realize it isn't worth it. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, I think a good strategy, and this is what I did for a lot of this stuff, I didn't buy all these things the first time around. This was very much... No, absolutely not. This was very much a, let me get one or two things this year, and then one or two things next year, and then three or four things next year. And, you know, I'm at Mm -hmm. the point now where I want to get a DSLR this year. You know, start with a couple of these things, and then work your way up. If you find YouTube to be enjoying enough to continue, start out small learn the shit you have, and then get better. So for the first year, get the microphone and maybe get a webcam, right? Maybe next year, work on getting the capture card. Maybe the year after that, focus on your lighting. You know, maybe a year after that, get focus on knickknacks or maybe a new PC or 
uh, another monitor to your setup, you know, you don't have to make these big purchases and you don't have to buy it all at once. You just have to be smart with your money and know what you have and use it to the best of your ability. Chances are you already have so much equipment that is just laying around that you don't use. And that's a big problem is a lot of people who just get lost in the equipment, who just follow the trail. They have to have the best things and they spend all this time fumbling with the equipment and don't actually make the video. So mm. there's, there's supposed to be a method to this madness is what we're saying here. All this stuff has a purpose, but it can be very easy to get lost and to not look at what all this stuff provides and instead view it from the angle of, ooh, shiny new thing, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> so try, no matter what you purchase, no matter what you get this holiday season, to actually use it and to get value out of it. If it's not worth it for you, if there's something we brought up in this list that just isn't going to help you, then don't get it and continue using what mm -hmm. you're using now. Um, but go at it at your own pace and, and be smart. That's that's my soapbox <laughs> for that. I agree, 100%. But yeah, um, before we get into the comments, I wanted to, since this is the episode all about equipment, this is an episode about like basically our YouTube starter kit, if you will. Yeah. Um, uh, we are, we have an affiliate link from Roberto Blake and his new product, the YouTube starter kit. Um, hey. It is a, it's not exactly equipment, but it's all about branding and thumbnails channel artwork so essentially the youtube starter kit is a collection of templates and downloads that can help you start your youtube channel having it look impressive from day one uh, it's basically over fifteen hundred dollars of value dozens of downloads for right now uh until the end of the year you can use the coupon code 450 and again that'll be in the description i uh, will also have a link directly there that you can just use um, and you will get it for $50 instead of $100 for the rest of, you know, the rest of the time you're alive on this earth. And uh, he's going to continue updating it too. So the value is only going to increase. Um, <laughs> we've got advanced YouTube thumbnail packs, 40 plus templates, channel artwork templates, uh, in card templates, lower thirds, royalty free background music. 100 plus free font lists with direct downloads and 100 plus ideas for YouTube videos. Some good stuff. Good stuff. If you don't know where to start with making thumbnails or end cards or any of that kind of stuff that we haven't really talked about on the podcast yet. Sure. Um, this is some good some good stuff to go with. So Get a little bit of a theory in there and not just, you know, raw, right. raw physical <clears throat> goods or digital goods. Right. It'll be good. It'll be good because it's like it's stuff that you can actually use. And what's really nice is that you can take the the templates. You can put them in either into Photoshop or GIMP, and GIMP is free, mm -hmm. and automatically uh, turn them into thumbnails for your own channel. So, or artwork for your own channel in general. So that's another thing you want to make sure your channel looks looks good from day one. It isn't just you know, I hope you, hope you get a little bit of a leg up if you're willing to pay $50 for it. <laughs> but yeah. There you go. But you, you've, got, you've got less than a month because it does go up to $100 at the beginning of the year. Hmm. But there we go. Interesting stuff. A lot of great value there. Good stuff. Definitely. But now let's get into the comments. 
the comments. A lot of uh, fun stuff. I think you're going <clears> to <throat> start this one. This is all me this week? Yeah. All right. Let me pull them up. You do it. <laughs> let me check the let me check the comments on Vidme. Whoa. Oh wait. Re. <laughs> Re. Rest rest in pep. So we had we've had two videos mm-hmm. come out. Um one about Patreon updating their fee structure. We didn't get any comments on that. Hmm. Which is probably fine because they decided not to update their fee structure. Exactly. <laughs> to spider to spider extra sode. <laughs> yeah. That's which what you know was. what? That's good. That's really good. They actually listen to creators. Mm-hmm. Which is great. We won't because... make another extra sode talking about how they fixed it, so this is our this is our one little shout out to this Patreon. You did a good. You did a good You did a re- you did a really good job. There you go. Yep. Um but uh yeah so didn't get any comments on bit shoot just went and checked that but we do have two comments on the quantity versus quality podcast which i thought was really good mm-hmm. and uh the first one is from patient and she says great video guys don't really have much of a comment today since i'm ill and my brain is functioning at half speed keeping my eyes out for another three and a half hour video though winky face oh oh boy do we have to do another three and a half hour podcast? I feel like we're getting close to it on this one. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with the time on this one yet, but uh, mm, this, this is a lengthy boy. It's a little lengthy. A little lengthy. But I uh, hope you get better patient. Yeah. Same. Exactly. Want you all in good and health. And the, uh, absolutely. That's, you know, when it comes to YouTube, that's number one. You got to make sure your health is good. Mm-hmm. Learn this firsthand. Right. <sighs> Ain't no magic equipment to fix that one. You kind of just have to will will your way through exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Put in the work. And the other comment comes from Max Minton, also known as Calfro. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, where do I send this noble peace prize? I want to make sure it reaches the hottest YouTube podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. on PayPal, <laughs> Couch Productions. <laughs> What you do is uh, you convert that Nobel Peace Prize into cash <laughs> and yeah. send it my way for solving all of YouTube. <laughs> right there. Me exactly. alone. <laughs> Me only. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing for Zach. <laughs> nothing for Zach. I get yeah. the affiliate link, so that's good. My go. voice is going out a little bit, if you didn't if you couldn't tell at this point. Oh, wow. We're going to um, have to cancel the podcast now? Cancel the podcast? No. <laughs> uh, we also got one other comment, I believe. I'm going to check that right now. It's that nine-hour live stream, dude. Ooh. Nine-hour live stream killed my voice. Yeah. Ooh. How it goes. Remember when we were talking about why community management is so important and how you should answer all your comments? Yeah. I'm a little behind. Sure. And uh, there's a comment on that video, too. He said, same guy, Max Minton. He said, hey, I missed this one. Thanks for answering my question, guys. We'll talk soon. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Possible guess. Possible guess. Yeah. He uh he, he sent me an email and we're gonna talk about it and figure out how Sounds pretty we can get good. him on the podcast. But I guess we're just gonna we're gonna end it there and I wanted to um it, it looks like the way that schedules are going and the way this year, you know, the end of the year is wrapping up. This looks to be the last episode that we'll have out this year. Oh no. We almost hit episode oh, no. ten. We got we almost hit episode ten. We got three 
We got three uh, extra zones out. So that that's pretty good. good. That was above yeah. expectation, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But uh, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, episode ten will kind of be like the end of a season. I mean, we're not really doing these based on at all, but like episode ten will be kind of the last normal episode. We got one more uh, sort of topic left, and then after that, mm-hmm. we're gonna be having on guests, maybe doing some interviews, doing those live streams like we talked about. Yeah. Another YouTube podcast has finally reached the point where we're doing these on such a normal basis that we've kind of gotten a pattern thrown down. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> which is uh, crazy crazy to believe, just in general. I want to ask you yeah. if this is going to be the last mm-hmm. uh, podcast of 2017. What's your favorite episode out of... We're not counting extra episodes because those were too short. Out of episode right. one through nine, and we're going to include this one. Uh, what was your what was your favorite episode? Hmm. Let me go look at the list right quick. Okay, that's fair. I feel like that's something I need to. We always record these late at night, anyway, so it's a shock that we even remember what we talk about. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. That's why I'm like, let me go check this right quick. Hold on, because <laughs> I my memory is. Mm. I will say this is the earliest we've recorded these things. I think. Yeah, which is a shock. It's one of the earliest. Yeah, uh, it's about to be midnight, but um, the, you know what? I think it's a toss-up between the three and a half hour community management episode that we had to re-record. Oh, that was a good one. Turned out a lot better. Yeah, that it's was a toss-off really between that one, and <laughs> it's kind of funny because that's the one we worked really hard on because we had to redo it. Yeah. And the one we didn't work hard on at all, episode two about YouTube and school, where we just kind of talked about our personal experiences with this website. Yeah. That one was that like... That was pretty fun, too. That one, out of all of them, was the most unexpected. That one was like, we were so tired. Mm-hmm. We were so, like, out there. And there was YouTube talking <laughs> it, technically, yes. But a lot mm-hmm. of it was simply venting about school at the time, which is crazy mm-hmm. to think, uh, considering where we are now, now that we're done with the yeah. semester. That semester that we were ranting about it is now over, which is crazy to think how long this has gone through. Um, Mm -hmm. My favorite episode, it would probably be, it would probably be either the community management episode and uh, the YouTube alternatives one. I really like that YouTube alternatives episode. That was the one that Mm -hmm. I think changed me the most. Whereas before that episode, we really did no alternatives at all. And then afterwards, I was all on the bit shoot and VidMe train, and then, you know, happened to VidMe. But that's right, yeah. But bit shoot's still going strong. I mean, like, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But those two are probably probably my favorites. I love both of them for different reasons. Yeah. Good shit though. Cool. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a productive end of the year here. Mm-hmm. We got we got this podcast on the right. Um, you know, the right footing, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I believe the way we're planning on doing it is the next episode is going to be about starting kind of fresh in 2018. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that the plan? And then that'll be like kind of the end of, like you said, the first season. Quote unquote. <laughs> um, quote unquote. Yeah. Like Aiden said, we're going to start doing some live streams here once in a while. So Get ready for that. If you're still wanting to be a guest on the podcast, let us know. We've already gotten one email from one person, yeah. um, and we're gonna we're gonna talk to him. What the best way to do it would be to have a topic that you're really interested in, 
and that would that would basically save us a lot of time mm-hmm. and then other than that personal experiences um is also going to be a good thing to to talk about on the podcast sure yeah i plan to have a bunch of different guests and get their experiences mm-hmm. on them we kind of covered the basics but i know there's a couple of topics that more people would like to see us talk about or get into so it'll be right. really fun to uh see different perspectives and what people are uh, talking about especially in 2018 with how crazy 2017 was you know 2018 we're gonna have a lot to talk about that's all i'm gonna say it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting and i think as we continue on our youtube journey and our journey as a content creator in general we're gonna find new things that are gonna be you know to talk about oh sure sure um I already know there's other things that we're going to talk about that's going to be more advanced later on. And um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the rest of the, you know, for more episodes. Exactly. It's a great, it's a fun podcast to have. I want to thank everybody too, who has watched uh, all of these up until this point. I know there's a couple, oh, yeah, for sure. a couple of people who have missed these first episodes, but episode one through nine was definitely a uh, learning experience. And we definitely had some good episodes and we kind of picked up hiccuped along the way some days and talked about other stuff other days um i just (laughs) want to say thank you all for being here for the process and watching us sort of get into a rhythm and figure out chemistry and what we should talk about and what we shouldn't talk about and you know how this podcast is structured and looked and even doing weird things like the exosodes it's it's been a process very much and we appreciate you all uh through sticking through it through the whole way through oh for sure Cause it's been, you know, it's been different for both me and Aiden because we've kind of had to figure out how me and him can kind of work together. Cause we haven't done this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been fun. And without your support and it, it wouldn't keep going. So thank you all. Oh, 100% for that as well. <laughs> it helps when we yeah. have at least a comment or two from some people and it helps when, uh, episodes mm-hmm. do well. And even if it's right. episodes do well, it's, it's nice to hear makes you feel good when we have an entire section based on comments it is very nice to have comments <laughs> right right something to talk about yeah yeah but anyways um uh just last last little um also thank you for me for watching and listening and i hope that the end of your 2017 goes well mm-hmm. hope you're excited for 2018 Remember that all of the equipment that we talked about in the podcast is in the description with affiliate links directly from Amazon. I'm finding the cheapest options so that you guys aren't overspending. Exactly. Um, and there is the the sponsor of the episode, the YouTube Spar- Starter Kit, Roberto Blake. Um, he has been so gracious to kind of be my mentor recently and it's been really cool to kind of talk to him about YouTube stuff in a completely different level and stuff that I plan on kind of bringing to light to you guys as well as I continue to learn more stuff. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, um, I've been Zach. I've been Aiden. And we want to thank you for listening to this past few months and the rest of this year's episodes of another YouTube podcast. Bye. Bye.